Hey, everybody. This is Movie Marathon with Mike and Andrew. Uh, we are here today to talk about the sequel to the Halloween 2018 movie, uh, Halloween Kills from 2021. Uh, we are excited to talk about this one because it is the is the last movie we're going to cover before we see the new uh, Halloween ends coming out uh, next week uh, or October 14th by the time people actually listen to this. Uh, so, uh, Mike, what were your thoughts on your first experience with Halloween Kills? Uh, well, first, I just wanted to say uh, thank you. No, you back uh, it up. You, you introduced it, it as Movie Marathon with Mike and Andrew. And I always introduce it as Movie Marathon with Andrew and Mike. And I, I appreciate the, uh, you get top billing, the thoughtfulness that you, uh, that you, that you put in there. Um, <laughs> that's 20 years of love and friendship right there. Actually, more than that. <laughs> it was also because I'm trying uh, to get through the intro as fast as possible because I'm not used to doing it. So like, I just got to go fast. Like, I got to go quick. So I don't screw this up. And now I've screwed it up. So, um, well, I, I had some was thinking about it that today, but then uh, it was a bit of a rough day. Um, I, had to, I had to go to the hospital and, you know, I, I had to take one of my kids. I'm just trying to get them help. And goddamn Anthony Michael Hall shows up and he's just running around screaming. Evil dies tonight. Starts a goddamn riot and they kill the wrong person. And man, like, it's just, it's just a rough night when it's like, was, Mom uh, mentality takes hold at the hospital. Did you happen to stumble upon a, a uh, downtrodden cowboy hat? <laughs> <laughs> that was all I took away from that entire scene. Is a uh, uh, happy cowboy uh, sheriff loses his cowboy hat, and then he just looks like he is defeated for life. <laughs> like so thematically, um, <laughs> symbolism. Mask, everybody, <laughs> mask gives Michael Myers powers. Cowboy hat gives sheriff sheriff powers. <laughs> without without either one, they're lost. Do you think that's like his Judge Dredd equivalent of the helmet? Like he all, he commands all of his authority through his cowboy hat. Oh my god! I really hope <laughs> Halloween ends as like a twenty five minute like B plot of the cowboy hat, or maybe like him going to a store and picking out a new one, and you know. Oh, uh, this color. I don't like the color. No, this one's velvet. I want something that's leather. No, like I need something. <laughs> need something nice. Uh, so to answer your actual question, <laughs> Halloween Kills. Um, I, I was checking out some reviews on. I think it was a review from the Daily Mail. I forget who the reviewer was. Uh, so my apologies. Um, and I'm gonna butcher his his phrasing as well. My apologies but to the person who I don't care enough to know the name of. Yeah. Basically, just described the movie as an entertaining or enjoyable watch. Basically, to see the choices they make that are wrong. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, it's pretty harsh. But, but like, was like it was entertaining. But because, it was. It was. I, and it was like, yeah, if you've like watched all the Halloween movies and you have the history with it, like. So like, I was before the podcast, I was talking to my wife about this and she's not like a horror person fan, um, really. So, but so the Halloween 2018, I would honestly be like, oh, if we're going to watch a horror movie, if like, you're in the mood to try one out, we could do that because there's an emotional climax to the, there's a journey where I could see you getting on board with that and finding it a satisfying yeah, without, experience without, without seeing the first one probably <laughs> still jump in yeah uh like halloween kills 
runs desperately away from that <laughs> kind of catharsis. And I think that's intentional to some degree to be almost an empire strikes back, like down notes in a trilogy of, um, Oh, like, I love that you're putting this on the same <laughs> threshold of empire strikes. Back. I know where you're going with it. I know what you're, what you're yeah, trying to yeah. say is, I, I, is, is it's, yeah. it's the, uh, it's the second act and it's the build towards the, the hopeful payoff of a, of a really cool third act, which exactly. we're going to exactly. definitely talk about what our thoughts are. On so that what I'm saying, the next one's going to have Ewoks. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm in. I, uh, I'm all about some Ewoks. Are Ewoks we... are going to build some like tree traps and stuff to try to take down Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe they're going to ride it uh, adorably ride through, uh, Michael's, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Station wagon from, from, Smith's Grove. I, that's I, they, they're gonna. <laughs> those rascals are gonna steal it, drive it into a fire hydrant, something like that. I can't wait for one of them to like the mask comes off and one of the Ewoks tries to put the mask on. What if? What if? What if? That's what they should do: is bring Ewoks into the next one, but they're all wearing the Halloween three masks, like in this one. All right. So the election's coming up. I'm voting for any candidate who demands uh, a law. All third, all third acts of a trilogy, all third movies of a trilogy have to have Ewoks. <laughs> well you know and I, all right i'm going i'm going on left field uh it is something i've noticed quite a bit uh and actually with even within this own fran this this franchise is uh the third movie always seems to be like a real interesting uh <laughs> crazy idea sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't halloween 3 for this one they abandoned the whole concept of michael myers um, oh my god i would love so much they just took Halloween they, three if they, they did that again i'd be happy all the marketing is just like wrong. uh yeah it's all, it's it's all like, like a, a subterfuge they filmed that all during like halloween kills and it's all gonna be like i, I mean I, there's I'm good with no it. Let's do it. possible way like but uh, that would be fantastic i'm on board if they're i'm here for it if they do it i'm all for it but <laughs> but i was thinking about i was like you know friday the 13th part three it's Jason's theoretically been killed. Then he comes back. It's in 3D. And then he gets the that's when he gets the iconic hockey mask and kind of kickstart kickstarts the back of the the back end of the Jason lore of he's sort of semi-undead and uh, all that. And then I think Friday the third or not Friday, sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh Dream Warriors was like a really good entry for for that series as well. So I think like part threes, I think we're we're sort of like you know, split on they could either be really good or they could be really bad, and I'm I'm not really sure which way this is going to go. Uh, I'm getting ahead of myself uh, a little bit, but uh, if, if based they go, on this movie, I'm going to go really bad. Yeah, it could be, could be. But, so, uh, so, but I do enjoy this movie because I, I sent to you. I watched this last Sunday, and it was about I don't know, like twelve fifteen, twelve thirty. And I was planning to watch about like 30 minutes, take some notes, um, and then switch over to watch, uh, watch football. And I just kept watching the movie and I was like, Oh, like, I, so I was enjoying it. Cause I didn't want to turn it off. And like, now I will say I got to like about 20 minutes left and was like, eh, I could switch it off now, but I was like, well, it's just 20 minutes. I'll, I'll finish it out. Um, but for the like, it's still an enjoyable movie. I mean, it's hyper violence. It's de like definitely got some pretty great yeah. kills. If that's what you're here for, that's what's so weird, right? Is this? It's funny because this uh, the 2018 movie, the, the the predecessor to this, 
I feel like was was hyped so much because it managed to rejuvenate the franchise by touching on a lot of the, the more fun suspense elements that the first one did so well. And so I, I feel like there was a sense that the creators had finally figured out a formula and they're like, eh, great, they're, they're going to they're going to somehow avoid all the sequelitis issues that every <laughs> horror franchise has ever ever been played with. And then I watched this movie and I'm like, nope, they're all still here. And it's pretty clear that that nobody quite has a full formula for how to make these things come together. And that's okay. They, they jumped in a rocket ship into sequelitis issues. Yeah, kind of. And that's what I'm, I don't think we're going to know the full extent of it or whether they did or they didn't until we watch Halloween ends, because this, this does feel incomplete to me. Um, there's things in here. I, I really, really liked a lot. Uh, and there's things that I really didn't to your point. It's, it's like obscenely violent. Uh, I think the body count in the first one's like yeah. something like, uh, I think it's like 10 people maybe. Uh, it, it's not, uh, it, it sounds like de dehumanizing the whole process, but it's like <laughs> not that many people. He only kills like 10 people. Uh, well, I, guess, I guess it also depends how many people die in that bus crash from Smith's Grove. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, fair point. Um, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm actually going to look it up real quick. Uh, but you know, in, in this, I think the number is, yeah, so there are, okay, well, that didn't do anything. Thanks for nothing, computer. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I feel like a real podcast now. We're Googling things. Yeah, I'm embarrassed. I should look this up. No, no, that, that makes us, makes us legitimate. Damn, Which it's... I also want to, uh, while you're Googling that, I want to celebrate um this week we officially hit 100 downloads of our podcast <laughs> thank you to our very close friends and family who've put up with it this far it is no but when you look at the map of where the downloads are it is like slowly spreading to like additional additional people which um and actually surprisingly well i guess not not that surprisingly <laughs> I think Die Hard 2 is still the most downloaded, but I think Ricochet might be number two. Ricochet, no, Ricochet is number one. It, is it number one? I think it's number one, which is weird because okay. that's like the most obscure uh, yeah. movie. Which, uh, so I, I could see why like Hudson Hawk is not like <laughs> raking in the downloads. Yeah, rest. fair, fair. Uh, but I was not expecting Ricochet to. Uh, no, I, I would. I think that's got the Denzel effect on it. On the, on the other gold, hand, baby. it's all go. How many Ricochet podcasts are out there? Very few. We were told Where, today yeah. via text message that my close friends that they have not seen most of the movies we've covered so far. <laughs> not a good sign. Which, um, so the marketing for this podcast has, has some question marks. The marketing for this podcast largely exists inside of a WhatsApp chat. So I think that's the problem. <laughs> um, all right. So I do hope of if someday we get to where like like a single episode when it comes out gets to 100 downloads or something um be like oh like how cool to like talk about it a little bit and have tracked that um trajectory there of i don't know <laughs> if that'll ever happen or not but um it would be fun to have that on the record of like this is where we were on these episodes um we're we're in a, a gravy train with biscuit wheels <laughs> <laughs> all right <so. laughs> So, all right, while you recover, uh, the official count is 31, 31 it's people. Biscuit, it's the biscuit wheels that got me. I can't, I, I stole it from Bill Murray. I think it's from Kingpin uh, when he plays um, Big Earn, <laughs> Big Earn McCracken. 
where he's talking to um, Roy Munson at the very beginning, right before Roy loses his arm. And he's just, I think he's like <laughs> talking him up because they, they're going to that, that uh, he's going to shake down that priest. They think it's a priest. And uh, oh, he's like I trying to talk him up. I am I had a, uh, I, I was quick aside of um, this man's super random. We're talking about Halloween and I'm going to talk about the Fairley Brothers. I got to meet the Fairley Brothers at a Bill Murray um, charity event. Uh, you, ha- you had them call me when you met them. <laughs> I did? Yes, they called you, me. I was really drunk. <laughs> you clearly were, because you had they were just like, "Hey." Oh, I. Well, here's how stupid I felt. Was I recognized? Um, I can't. I think it's Pete. Pete Farley, who had the longer hair at the time. I recognized one of the brothers at this event, and I went over and talked to him. And I was like, "Oh, holy shit! It's uh, what you're the with Philly Brothers, right?" And he was super cool, really nice guy. And I was talking to him. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm just hanging out here with my." My my uh, my partner, and then his the other family brother walked up, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. He said it's his partner, and I'm like, and I couldn't remember what the other brother looked like. And so I spent like 45 minutes talking to him, and he's like, yeah, that's my brother. And I'm like, that's your brother? And he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, you idiot. <laughs> like that's that's my brother. I'm like, oh, okay. He was a lot nicer no, about it, than that, but like I felt like a yeah. fucking idiot for for like I'm a big also, fan of yours. I think if you're famous, maybe that's refreshing to like. Oh, like that guy I was talking to, like it wasn't he like he was just talking to me like a person, not because I'm the famous Farley brother. Like Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, fair. I, I did feel like an idiot. I'm glad I did I never realized that they called you. But uh that was such a weird night because it was like I got to meet like half of like the 86 Chicago Bears. <laughs> um, Bill Murray, Brian Doyle Murray, and then um the Fairly Brothers. It was just such a weird, and and then um, was this Jerry, after like Jerry's the was it the TPC? No, it wasn't TPC, but it was like um, I can't. I'm gonna forget the name, but they still have it. Um, it, it was like the Bill Murray. It was like a golf tournament he hosts at the okay. World Golf Village uh, south of south of Jacksonville. The only thing I could think of that would make sense to have and, all those uh, people. <laughs> well, it's kind of. I mean, it's a big event, but it was funny because uh, my memories of the night right before I was, I, I like cornered Bill Murray. He was like walking away from fans, <laughs> and then I got like, cornered him so I could like talk to him for thirty seconds. So I like physically blocked my like, blocked this path, <laughs> just so I was like I could introduce myself. And but then um, my other memory was uh, looking over and Brian Doyle Murray just walking over and then just grabbing a handle of Jack Daniels and walking off. I was like, Oh, he's going to like pour himself a drink. No, he just took the whole bottle. Just like walked away. I'm like, cool. Legend. Uh, it was to it my was, one regret. I won't regret the Farley brothers calling me. Um, obviously caught me a little off guard. That's fair. Uh, but I actually have a connection to them and I regret deeply. I did not bring this up. My mom's, <laughs> My mom's uncle, who is only like five, six years older than my mom. Um, so it was a little bit like an uncle to me. Um, he went to high school with, with the Farley brothers and was friends with them. That's cool. And I deeply regret not bringing up his name. And be like, hey, do you know, remember this guy? Um, <laughs> that would be crazy, actually. If I'm like, hey, talk yeah. to this guy who knows your childhood best friends. Which um, is always hilarious. And there's something about Mary. So... I for a while I lived in Cumberland, Rhode Island, and at the opening of something about Mary, they show Cumberland High School, and it's like has like fountains and shit. <laughs> it's like wow, <laughs> I have seen Cumberland High School, and it does not look like that. 
Uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that there's something about Mary was not um, historically accurate for you. <laughs> not school that shot. Do not accurately picture small town Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you got that down by the Fairly Brothers. And I'm sorry that I was too drunk at the time, 15 years ago, to remember that I told them to call you. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so Halloween kills. He killed. <laughs> uh, so Michael kills 31 people in this movie. Uh, and Holy honestly, shit. yeah, it's like that kind of bums me. It kind of bums are me they, out. Are 14 of them firemen? Uh, 12. 12 are firemen. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I was trying to exaggerate. But... No, uh, and here's here's my favorite part. Um, the first two firefighters are named. It's Officer Pete McCabe and Officer, or sorry, Firefighter Benton. Uh, firefighter number three was called helpful firefighter and then everybody else just gets a uh, number after that <laughs> so uh well, that's that's kind of how the movie does treat them though i guess there's a pretty yeah, they're, they're pretty honest disposable. credits i uh yeah they're pretty disposable so well when i he guess goes like go liam neeson and taken on them <laughs> kind of yeah or like I, I, Jason I Bourne or to, like... Uh, old man strength for michael myers at this point <laughs> <laughs> uh but we haven't talked about we're we're like maybe 30 minutes in this and i think we've we maybe are, talked about 30 seconds we're, of this we're movie. 17 minutes in and we are crushing <laughs> okay i i lose all all track of time and space when we do this so no um, I, I try to start a timer when we start because it's helpful to be like oh we're 45 minutes in and are still off the rails <laughs> yeah well my bad uh so i, I took us way oh, no. left field on this one but uh, okay, yeah, so <laughs> Halloween, Halloween kills. <laughs> I gave you sort of my thoughts, and then <laughs> what is this field. Yeah. So, uh, what, what what do you think of Halloween kills? <laughs> well, like I said, there, there's parts that I really liked, and there's parts I didn't like. Um, it does, in a lot of ways, feel like it is a filler movie. Um, it almost as if if they really wanted to, they could have just made the latter one like two hours and 45 minutes and that could have covered all of this and they would have just done like a like a two-part you know series but um again there's there's things i like there's things i don't uh the, the key the high points for me were the 1978 stuff i thought they did a terrific job and that's that's actually how this i think it opens uh, if i'm not mistaken with uh, a flashback to 1978 and gives a lot of exposition well sorry uh, the exposition that confused me this opens with is um, uh, Cameron, the character Cameron from the first movie, uh, Allison's boyfriend, is uh, wearing um, women's clothes and he's trying to apologize to his girlfriend, uh, Allison, on the phone, which I wanted to throw out there. Uh, kudos to Oscar because he called it. Cameron was going to try and apologize and he did. Uh, but I, I also I, I would point out. Uh, Cameron did drop her phone in a bowl of dip in the first movie, and she clearly does not have her phone. What a dumbass. That yeah. Dumbass. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> Being but drunk I... doesn't excuse everything, Cameron. <laughs> no. Um, but I, I, I did not. The first time I watched this, I did not watch Halloween 2018 before. And there was a three year gap between me watching two movies. And so I remember watching this thinking, why is this character in drag? I don't understand. <laughs> and then watching the two back to back this time, I'm like, oh, got it. All right. I'm just dumb. I just should have watched this. <laughs> like, I just totally forgot the plot of the first movie. Got it. 
But uh, so hot. They 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 revealed that uh, uh, Officer Hawkins, uh, Cameron finds him, calls the calls nine one one. Hawkins is alive, and then it goes back to nineteen seventy eight and and walks for about ten or fifteen minutes through the the change in the mythology for Halloween, which is great. I really I really enjoyed that stuff. I thought it was pretty well done. You know, aesthetically, it does feel like they're in nineteen seventy eight. Uh, you can see a little bit where you know they're 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 kind of cheating it with some sets and stuff. But uh, overall, I, I thought that was pretty effective. Uh, and that was kind of a highlight highlight for me. Um, they also bring back Unhinged Loomis, which yes. was a real nice treat to have a crazy batshit uh, uh, Dr. Loomis again. Uh, and I thought they did a great job casting that and, and oh getting somebody my God. Who, who played him pretty well. So I sorry to interrupt. And I, uh, I so listening to our podcast, I do interrupt you too much. So I'm trying to get better on that. But I do want to say when this movie came out, I remember hearing online there being like an outcry about I can't believe they digitally recreated Donald Pleasance for this movie. They <laughs> didn't like, though, right? They it's didn't. Just, it's, it's an actor. No, right? it's, a, it's an actor. <laughs> they, it was like it was just makeup and like acting. Like, yeah, it's just it's like, it's, there are British there's people. There's like a minor online Pleasance. controversy of people just like making the assumption. <laughs> it looked so realistic. Like, well, it must have been computers. <laughs> I, I thought that at first too, and and I heard the same. But I, I, props to them. I mean, the voice you can tell the voice is not like perfect, but I still think it's like. As good as yeah, you could fantastic. ask for, for the fact that yeah. Donald Pleasance has been dead for pushing 25 years now. I think he did a bang up job with uh with with backfilling that character. I thought that was the high I liked those highlights. Um I liked Karen's role in this up until the very end. And and I liked I liked some of the mob stuff as well as some of the winks they make to camera about the, the Halloween, the sort of disavowed uh Halloween canon, like the Halloween three masks. Excuse me. I like the uh, I like the whole shift in the plot uh, in 1978. Those to me were like really good points and high points for this movie. The down points for me, and I, I'm going to sound weird saying it for a horror movie, but it's it's too violent. Like it's too just brutally over the top, like mean violent. And I, I, I low points for me were uh, I don't know the the happy old older married couple that like is just. <laughs> enjoying an evening together and then michael murders them in front of each other and makes them watch it's just like all right well i'm good i don't need to see this shit yeah it's violent for the sake of violence it's not violent to be scary no it's not building to anything it's just showing you that it's just showing you he's dangerous but i don't need 31 (laughs) murders newsflash michael myers (laughs) yeah bit of a psycho (laughs) kind of a dick too uh but (laughs) yeah that was the don't, stuff. That, don't invite him over on Halloween. No, because he'll eat your candy. Uh, I don't. And your dog. I, and your dog. <laughs> especially eat your dog first. Um, uh, but that, that was the those are the parts that 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 didn't work really well for me. Um, some of the mob stuff, and we're going to touch on that. Some of the mob stuff didn't work very well. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I will say this as a movie. I think watching 2018 right before I watched this one did help raise it a little bit from what I initially thought too, uh, the first time I watched it, uh, that, that helped. Um, but and it, I but, say that to the credit of 2018, I think so more it, than the, like that's, yeah, it doesn't, this doesn't elevate you, itself. It's elevated I think you by see the, that in the box office of this movie. Like that, people love that 2018 one and were excited for this. Well, it's the 2018 one did, I think we, we said last week, 255 million or thereabouts globally. This one came out. I mean, this one's probably suffering, and it was also put on the back burner because of COVID. I think this was scheduled to come out in 2020, 
and they yeah. pushed it a full year because yeah. of covid uh and then it also was one of the f- bigger movies at the time to get the dual release on on digital streaming as well as uh in theater because yeah, i think we were, it we were, still had a massive opening weekend it did it, it globally did 130 million which is you know i think though i think the opening weekend was like 59 million or something oh really like, yeah, yeah. Then, it, then it fell off pretty quick <laughs> that was the yeah case. yeah i think is a one like you're talking about during covid so that's what's the hard people, is, the people I, who want to yeah. go see it were excited and we're yeah. going to go out and do it right away because that pent up desire to get out to see a horror I do, movie. I, in I do think the the box office would have been a lot uh, it's higher. 40, having, 49 million opening. That's still huge for yeah. a movie that's coming out in October. Uh, which, especially good. Uh, no, it was over half its domestic gross, uh, which is really. That's weird. crazy. Well, yeah. it, to your point, there's enough fan base out there that was really, really uh, jumped yeah, into to which, see. So see that, it. so the COVID might have helped. The opening weekend a bit, but then heard it, heard legs on it a bit. Uh, yeah, I bet the digital streaming, uh, and which is interesting that now yeah. that we're really sort of out of the whole mask phase of, of COVID stuff, and for the most part now, um, man, this is going to sound dated we, one way or the other, uh, probably in the near future. But uh, we're, you know, now that theaters are pretty much back to normal, and I'm curious, I'm curious why they were still going to release this in theaters and allow it to be streaming on Peacock Premium, like same day. Uh, I'm glad because it makes it easier for me to see it when Halloween yeah. kills or Halloween ends come out comes out. But it does feel strange that they're still sticking with that tactic for for the new one. I, I believe it's. I think these streaming services are such cash cows because you just get this monthly. I, I just think it's it's like catnip. To it's, easy, it's, it's an easy it's an easy business I, i'm, I'm in a business just, it's right just now monthly or... revenue yeah. this is like monthly cash flow that's i think a little bit addictive to a ceo business-minded person that like we gotta keep like these subscriptions coming in like we got like a hundred thousand people paying 10 bucks a month like like or you know probably more but that guaranteed cash flow, I think, is just that's like everything they want. Um, no, and the it, unpredictability it, it is. It, of it is. a box office and things. And I also think they really enjoy it. That's some obfuscate. God, it obfuscates I can't the, tell uh, the actual profit of an individual movie. Probably. So they get to cut out a lot of revenue sharing from directors mm-hmm. actors of uh it's all just on streaming and we keep all that that's that's a fair point i and I, we are we're also probably what I, I i'm probably even behind the eight ball and saying it we are we are we are what i would say is neck deep in the middle of what what, what is i i think in intellectual property warfare for a lot of these studios and a lot of, a lot of these media companies uh i think that th- that's probably going to be the inevitable downfall of netflix is they don't have enough yeah. Uh, sustainable, uh, unique, or excuse me, not unique content, but um, proprietary content. Uh, yeah, they just IP don't have the to to lean on, and I, I think and they've they, not been able to establish their own. No, I, I think other than like Stranger Things, Stranger right. Things, and then um, unpleasant documentaries about uh, <laughs> 1980s serial killers. Uh, that seems to be their their bread and butter. Um, the eighties seem to be a very lucrative, uh, uh, playground for, for Netflix or, or yeah. this con this concept. They're pretty good in, in the foreign area, actually. They have, they're actually one of the better 
streaming services for foreign TV shows and movies. I think um, they're they're really big. In, that's like I mean, as, as an example. Yeah. Um, but there's pretty decent um, South Korean um, representation on there, and that, that they've got. You got to search them out. They don't promote them well all the time, but and that's a very niche market there. Um, and I think anime as well. They're pretty. So they, there's some avenues where I could see they could keep. They could stay alive. They could grab multiple niches. Yeah, and establish themselves as that. But yeah, I mean, all these like, like Warner, like everyone oh, uh, who owns these IPs is pulling them back. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I have a. I mean, I, I I'm embarrassed. I probably I haven't done the math yet, and I don't really want to on how much I'd probably pay for streaming services right now. But oh. <laughs> uh, I've got a Paramount Plus, a Hulu, Netflix, Amazon. I resubscribed to Criterion this week <laughs> for the for the you had to Halloween um, run they're doing for the 1980s Halloween stuff, uh, and I am I know I'm leaving something out. Um, um oh in the 1990s uh spice tv network i still subscribe. <laughs> so, uh, uh can you can you text me the link for that one <laughs> uh, i can i can just send you some vhs's actually <laughs> it's gonna just be a bunch of squiggly lines and noise um but yeah i i, I think i think uh that's probably to your point the draw of, of keeping people engaged with the streaming services is using something like halloween kills or halloween ends for for hooking people into the subscription and then it is easy to rationalize. It's like the planet fitness model, right? You know, $10 yeah, a month. It's almost like it's not worth the hassle of having to go through canceling it. And it's, there's just enough there and it's just cheap enough that you just want to, all right, I'll just keep, I'll just keep paying it, whatever. It's not that much money until you yeah, actually start tallying. Because renting a movie at yeah, a streaming, I don't know, depending on what it's like four or $5 or more potentially. I say, oh, well, I watch like two movies a month. That seems like it's worth it. Yeah. Problem you I'm have there. is most of those movies um, are always then, on different platforms. Yeah, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and I find I go through the stages where, like, oh, I watched a shitload on this one platform and didn't watch anything on that one, um, and then they get you to because, um, like, your kids, your wife um, might be watching something on there. It's like, oh, oh I can't yeah. cancel that because they do watch that. Um, I, I was going to do it with Netflix because I, I, I don't really watch Netflix now that a lot of IP yeah. has, has slipped away from it. But my wife was, she, for whatever reason, uh, there's a bunch of stuff that she really likes on there that I just, I, I can't find that much. And so, you know, and even on the, the inverse of that with the kids, I'll watch Disney Plus sometimes more than they will, just because there's there's stuff on there, of like the Simpsons are on there or Nat yeah. Geo and stuff like that. So, um, wow, we have gone way out in left field again. I know, I know. Uh, okay. So right, you brought up the flashback <laughs> to 78. I agree. I agree. Really like it. And I, a couple moments in it, um, I go back and forth in my head on a lot of the callbacks to previous Halloween movies that this movie has. And some I get excited for. And I'm like, oh, cool. And some I like take like, wait a minute. Is oh, that stuff? Referencing All right. that? <laughs> so there's in the 78 flashback, um, Michael Myers encounters Lonnie and Lonnie is from the original and he's one of the bullies to Tommy. And it took me a minute to like fully process that of 
okay, that's who that person is. And that's what this means. And that's what's going on here. And I don't mind that, but it does like take me out of the movie a little bit to have to go through that thought process <laughs> in my head, especially knowing they've erased the sequels from the timeline. So yeah. you also got to do some mental gymnastics of like anything. And now that there's like a ton of our characters from the 78 one in the next movies, but it's just the, you're already well, doing mental gymnastics of like this canon is only the first one. And then we're on to new stuff. And now I get like more stuff to add to that. And so I enjoyed the like, Lonnie get like getting scared after he was the one who scared Tommy from the boogeyman. And now he believes in the boogeyman and like that's like, that's cool and fun. Um, but it like, it takes some like mental gymnastics for me to like connect it all together, which I don't always like. No, uh, that's a fair point. I, uh, I wish they'd maybe done some of that world building a little bit better in the last one when you watch this, because because you're right, they, they, they spend the first 20 minutes or so shoehorning a lot of exposition in, and then right <laughs> behind it, they tack on uh, Michael Myers' escape from Lori's, Lori's house. So it ends, obviously, the last one ended with her and uh, Karen and Allison setting the house on fire with Michael trapped in, in her, her armory in the basement. Uh, this opens after after the exposition from 1978 and, and sort of recalibrating the timeline for for the audience. Uh, it opens with Myers escaping via coming out of a, a, a like a sliding door like armory, uh, pulling a fire pulling firefighters through the floor, yeah. killing him and then escaping escaping that way. And I, I think it's just a lot to absorb, and then it's just a lot of really violent expos or scenes that are so, that, that are not really doing much to your point to world build to well that and that important. so what you're talking about there with like michael myers trying to steal or really bumped me because like the movie sets it up where laurie is creating the perfect trap for michael and then it seems like she's created like a little like fireproof room within it that michael finds yeah. and i just like i like i just don't just don't buy it like i just don't buy it's, it it's that too much Lori a... from the first one was ever going to give any any possibility that you could survive this? No, you're, you're right. I uh, <laughs> while you're standing it, there, it, standing, it, looking out your sister's window, looking at Haddonfield, looking, but maybe you're looking at your reflection, looking inside yourself, Andrew, looking inside yourself. What do you see? <laughs> I see cheese. Uh, <laughs> I, I I I think you're right. I um. That's the problem is, again, they've got to they do. They did a pretty good job, I think, for the most part, tying up loose ends. When you go from 18, 2018 to, to Halloween Kills in 2021, a lot of stuff. And I enjoyed that rewatching Halloween 2018 was they pay off a lot of the characters they set up or even allude to perhaps in, in, in the first one. And then you you see them as more of main characters in this. The couple, the, the doctor and, and nurse characters. Uh, they get paid off. Well, they don't get paid off. They uh, yeah, they, yeah. they get introduced but, and have more. No, that's fun. And, and they're there. Yeah. yeah. But well, it's uh, fun when they're in the bar. They're like, oh, that's that's like right next door to our house. It's like that's a nice connection of the movies. Yeah, because that's right where uh, all the that you that's that's the scene you see. And right we don't have a, a history from the original with them either. Right. Yeah. So th those are things that do work really well in this. Um, but again the violence just that always threw me just watch, <laughs> watching him murder that old couple he murders 12 firefighters 
Uh, and then he just starts his his march toward uh, his home because, to your point, he's got to stare out his sister's window ominously <laughs> for no reason. So uh, I'd say that's actually, you know what, that takes us to another point that I think is a lot of fun is um, the whole point of what he's trying to do is apparently get home and they, they keep hitting it. They beat it over the head of he's trying to get back to his house to stand in his sister's window and where he killed his sister Judith in the 1978 movie. Well, I think one of like the most fun setups in this is well that his house is now uh, has been purchased and since 2018 and it's been or not 2000 sorry since 1978 uh, it's been wonderfully redone done by a very sweet and loving uh, gay couple of Big John and Little John and like they're they, they like, my favorite characters yeah like they're like yeah. some of the best characters in the movie and they're like yeah. it's a lot of fun they're delightful like yeah uh, but it's just like the movie needed more of the 1978 stuff or it needed more of like those characters it didn't it needed less of the angry mob uh it needed less of the just unshackled violence and i, I anyway so <laughs> i agree i'd almost I'd, I'd rather our ending be michael killing them and not karen because mm-hmm. i enjoyed them so much i think i would have felt like it's just disappointing killing karen because it's like they're trying to get away from Lori being the sister who he's going after, but then for him to kill Karen, it's like, yeah, you just restart the whole well, cycle. Well, that's just like going back into it being about Lori. You're like, I don't know what this is about now. Um, whereas if he was like going home and getting this, like these two characters that you really enjoy are super fun, adding, adding so much fun to a super violent movie. That, that this is the whole movie felt, to me like a downer you know and then again i to your point this is the middle one it's kind of like empire strikes back empire strikes back ends on a down note han's captured luke loses a hand it looks like the empire is gonna overtake the, the rebels but uh this here's here's my analogy here's my 2022 analogy i feel like going into halloween ends we're gonna end up with either a top gun maverick ending or we're gonna end up with a no time to die ending <laughs> I don't okay. know which way it's gonna go. So, I still haven't seen Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> well, you want me to spoil the ending? No, no, that's all right. I'm gonna see it soon. I'm waiting for it to uh, uh, be available at home on a good, cheap level. Um, cheap, well, cheap I'm fantastic. You just, and I'm sure you it just is. destroyed my entire point. I was gonna make. <laughs> <laughs> Not ruining it. But I have I, seen I, No Time to Die. Yeah. All right. So if you've seen No Time to Die, No Time to Die is the sort of uh, opposite if you will uh conceptually of, of what they're trying to do with the character of, of a, a franchise uh sequel and character from what top gun maverick is and i i at almost 40 i'm I, and after watching how dark this is i'm like i really am leaning towards the top gun ending i really want to have a nice happy <laughs> like uh everything's you know not going to be that bad type of uh, ending uh versus no time to die where uh, it's a lot of violence. It builds to this, you know, this this climax where the, they kill off the hero, and you know it's supposed to be this emotional catharsis, but really you're just still let down at the end because they're just they're just killing off the character. And I, I kind of feel like right now, this is going to posture us towards uh, uh, Laurie just being offed kind of uh, and, unceremoniously in the next one. And knowing the way trends in Hollywood go. 
it feels like it's going to go no time to die. Like that's that's what I think too. I think it's a direction, be yeah, a challenge for them to to land it without a without it being a uh, really dark ending. And, and even like in the media, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has come out. It is and a said, horror movie, but yeah, yeah. It's well, she's even but come out and said it's still, gonna, it's going to piss off fans and. It's, Sort of wish they just wouldn't say stuff Which like I, that. Just, just let I don't, it let it be. Right. Also, though, I, nothing's gonna piss off fans unless it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like literally, where they're at right now, like Laurie could die, and that'd be fine as long as like the movie's good. Like Michael could kill Laurie and win, and Michael Myers is just back out there to kill people, and I don't think fans would care. Like would mind that. If I, I, it's I a would good be movie. okay with it, I would be fine with it only for the fact if it, that if it went back to like the ending of '78, where like it's all boogeyman's sus- out yeah. there, it's all suspense driven, like, and, and he's lurking, and that's it. And that's 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 the scariest takeaway is yeah, there is no there is no uh, catharsis with 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 Myers being defeated. He he is he can't be defeated, but you don't need it to be supernatural. You don't need it to be. He's some sort of ethereal being that's transcending <laughs> something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. This leans heavy into he has to be supernatural because they he does. beat the fucking shit out of him. We'll, we'll, yeah, well, I did have one question I wanted to ask you before we step too far away from the beginning is what were your thoughts on the uh, Windows 95 Jack-O-Lanterns intro, <laughs> screensaver <laughs> intro to this movie? <laughs> Which fan, not a fan? What do you think? No, no, I, yeah, I think I sent you like so it's <laughs> Halloween '78. There's like five pumpkins in the whole movie, and that's what makes it Halloween. <laughs> and they had a hard time getting those pumpkins, and like some of them, I think, are like technically squash. Like, yeah, they, they shot it in May. <laughs> pumpkins aren't around, guys. So, um, <laughs> so Halloween 2018, there are people who have like cornucopias of like jack o' lanterns decorating their house, and it, it like yeah, it's the modern. People go ballistic of uh, decorating their homes for these holidays. Um, and so like <laughs> the opening credits is like th- that appropriate escalation of <laughs> shitloads of like, it reminds me of a Bond about, movie. What is the next one? The yeah. next movie is gonna be 90 minutes of a Jack Lennon screensaver. <laughs> like I was uh, I didn't particularly like it. I thought that the uh 2018 yeah, uh, it was too much. It's too yeah. much. It's like, well, it's like you talked about though, and like this whole movie is, um, it's not building to anything. No, you it, just get it right out of the it's gate. Filler. It's just filler. Yeah, yeah. It's like Michael kills like twelve people in the first ten minutes or so, whatever it is. Like, um, that's too much. Like, I don't like. And whereas, like the John Carpenter one pumpkin it's like slowly zooming in like sets the stage for your expectations that should be a we should go back and count the number gets you into the pacing of that movie we should go back and count the number of uh, flaming pumpkin heads in in this because if it's 31 then we know it represents every dead body in this movie and that's that was that was actually just foreshadowing and and we kind of appreciate that so maybe, maybe it was strategic i don't know so. We need to count them in the new one. I mean, I I just don't know what they're going to do in the new one for pumpkins. Uh, 
I don't know. I I hope they go. I hope they go back digital like they did in Halloween three. <laughs> they go back to some like rudimentary computer computer drawing of of uh, somebody making a Halloween or uh, a pumpkin. So right. I think we gotta start hitting some scenes in this movie. All right. So after the seventy eight flashback, Michael escapes the burning house. We go to this bar scene. In our doctor nurse couple, we see in the first one, uh, our we find we get the, we get them at the bar where they're out, where they're doing the party for Halloween, which is a super fun touch, especially when you go back and revisit the first one. Uh, but apparently, also at this bar are uh, Lonnie, Tommy, and oh god, I'm blanking on her name, uh, Marion, Nurse Marion. No, 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 not Merce. Not, I don't know, well, or, but the Lindsay. other girl who's being babysat. Um, Lindsay. Lindsay, yes. Or Lindsay. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Richards. All growing up in our, here at this bar. And that's like Kyle Richards, <laughs> by the way, might be the only way I can get my wife to actually watch this. Is I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a housewife. It's in this. It's like, yeah, you want to like, oh, really? yeah. you, you watch the movie? Yeah, or, she uh, makes it, she makes it the whole movie to her credit. She makes it the whole thing. <laughs> so I, yeah, curiously, she's in the next one. She is. She is. They show her, I think, as a uh, bartender. That feels like because she's the one, like, still famous person. Kind of, yeah. That feels like a kind of shitty producer move. Of We want to keep her in there. Fair, fair. Well, all right, I interrupted you. Sorry. Anyway, so they're at, they're at this bar scene. Uh, and it feels this isn't the uh, first night these characters have all been at this bar together, <laughs> drinking heavily. Halloween or not, just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, seems, seems like there is some uh, emotional scarring and damage from having been uh, attacked by Michael Myers. <laughs> you know, understandable. Is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I drink a good, I drink a good bit, and I've never been attacked by Michael Myers. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that that makes me worried for you, actually. Um. Uh, so so yeah so, so we're segueing into a different podcast it's called an intervention <laughs> i uh i i do like this setup in in the bar with with bringing back all of the characters it does feel like a, a little too much too fast if you're trying to kind of get oriented on, on who everybody is but I, I i do think it's a fun touch um with anthony michael hall being he's tommy yes and then uh, they introduce lonnie who and they're all i mean it's interesting the way they set this up. I don't know if they're trying to make them as like a small town, just small town people, or if like you're kind of not supposed to like them completely. Lonnie is a little bit like uh, a little unlikable throughout this. I'm not sure I'm supposed yeah, to feel about some of these characters. I agree. Uh, you, yeah. And, I, and maybe they're trying to play it as that emotional damage that they've been through. So but yeah, you're them. not fully rooting for them. No. In this. Um and but I think that's a conscious choice because they make a point of when they find out Michael's back, Anthony Michael Hall like grabs the baseball bat and is gonna try to get Michael. But you see him like hesitate and like look back at people and he needs the encouragement, and like they're not trying to make him like a hero. No, like they're making him feel real of like he has doubts and is scared and is that it's not like he's just and so it's yeah it's like it's not like he's our full-on action style hero who's going after the 
Michael Myers, um, yeah, you realize like there's some complicated emotions maybe behind what he's doing. Um, he, he almost feels like a. I, I sound like a. I sound maybe a little funny saying it, but he he does feel like this sort of personification of of male toxicity in this. Of yeah, of, I, he, I can see he's, that. He's so hell bent on proving himself and revenge that he's he's putting himself and a lot of other people in danger. Uh, arguably, there's a there's a there's a, a a misdirect throughout the movie of another patient that's <laughs> escaped with um it's, some guy looks like the penguin from Batman Returns. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he uh, there's a misdirect and because of Tommy's terrible terrible terrible. Uh, um, chant to a mob to to uh what, what is it hello or i'm sorry what is he saying dies tonight. Evil dies tonight. he gets an entire uh, uh emergency room behind him and they charge after this guy and karen actually tries to protect him later on in the movie everybody thinks that he's michael myers even though nobody's actually seen him and the guy ends up uh, it's pretty awful commits suicide by jumping out of like a eight-story window and just splattering on the on the curb and, oh, and his head is like a fucking pumpkin being smashed in the sidewalk it yeah. is gruesome symbolism uh, yeah. and so uh, a lot of it could be placed at tommy's feet because he's he's led this mob uh up the stairs to try and attack this guy purely on the basis that they think it's michael myers so i think they're trying to drive a message there and again this came out during covid uh and and Trying to make a statement hmm. tied to some of that, but I don't really know what they're trying to tell us other than mobs. Mob is bad. Be careful. Like uh, it's weird. It's such a weird. Yeah. I don't understand what they're trying to to tell you, and it, and it ends up making a lot of the the main characters throughout the movie unlikable because they're just coming across as dumb and and frankly as dangerous as Michael because uh, they. <laughs> Go out to Lonnie's car, and Lonnie's got a tackle box <laughs> full of, uh, of of weapons that are like some are registered, some aren't, and he's just giving out guns to like teenagers. <laughs> yeah, themselves. Like, I, oh, okay, th- right, I think that's doing? their problem. Like, whatever message they have is so unfocused of like mob mentality is bad, um, and then they're just like scattershotting that concepts over like everything. But then at the end, a mob gathers around Michael and like him but then michael kills them all but it's also like well it's like what is your end like like it ends in just nihilism if yeah it's like michael myers is slaughtering this town they do need to do something about this and i get a mob in a hospital is not a helpful thing but then at the end it's a mob who gets michael myers but then he still kills them all and it's like what what are we taking from this <laughs> This is all nonsense. It is nonsense. And it, it, that that was that was the takeaway I had is uh, mm-hmm. the again a high point that I had in this movie, uh, and I am we are all over the place tonight. Sorry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> this I, I I there are a couple of things that I liked were were towards the the latter half of of the movie or probably the third act where they're driving. Lonnie isn't they they prove Lonnie is an idiot. Um, <laughs> Because his kids, his kids kind of an idiot. Lonnie's kind of an idiot. They have this hero mentality that they're going to go. 
excuse me, sorry, I had a sneeze. Um, they're going to go to the Myers house because uh, Allison has hell bent on revenge because her dad is dead. I did enjoy the touch of they, they do play back the story of um, Allison's dad, Ray, who dies in the first movie. He talks about how um, Lonnie's kind of a piece of shit because Lonnie used to sell him weed back in high school. <laughs> no, I think it was the reverse. Well, no, no, no. sold Lonnie weed. Well, so that's what, that's what I liked so much was um, Ray in the first one says, Oh, Lonnie, yeah, I Lonnie used that. to sell me sell me weed, oh. and then in this one, Lonnie's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dad used to sell me weed. I'm like, I oh, love the idea. Man. Just like I, mi- I missed blaming. that. That's fantastic. That was my favorite no, part. One great. of my favorite parts with Lonnie was like that the is payoff great. is like, yeah, he's they're they're both just like dads blaming each other for making bad that decisions. Is great. Okay, <laughs> so I thought that was kind of fun. Um, uh, but I they kind of pay off Lonnie is, is being an idiot and he drives his son, Cameron and uh, Allison to the Myers house. And then he goes in by himself. Cause again, he thinks he has to be brave and he thinks he's going to take down Michael Myers, even though he has zero evidence to think he can. Which to your point is a toxic masculinity. thing. Yeah. It, 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 I have to be the man. And kind of, and that's what it felt like was you could tell there's a point where he has an option to just drive away with the son and he'll, probably be okay right like yeah he knows he's he, he seems to know he's going to to almost certain death and then he does it anyway and it's it seems foolish and frankly it doesn't take long for him to get get dispatched by myers but um i liked that that part of this uh i didn't like cameron being murdered because that was absolutely just brutal and it was just michael it's like Oof. torture like yeah. torture porn for about two minutes which is just i didn't need it other than it sets up, it galvanizes something maybe with an Allison, which uh, which I like. Which but is my hope for the next one. It, it, like same, me too. Where they're yeah. But, but to your point about the mob thing, it, it, it gets set up when right right after that, uh, Karen rushes in to save Allison and stabs Michael in the back with a pitchfork, beats him, steals his mask, and then and then entices him out into the street where uh, it's revealed that. All the a lot of the townspeople that we've been following through the movie have have equipped themselves and are ready to to uh, yeah. kill Michael. And it actually it's all the people you could you could point to from the first movie. It's it's uh, Tommy Doyle. Well, Lonnie's already dead. I think Lonnie got folded in half or something and got stuffed in the attic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's but pretty he, awful. But he was a bully when he was eight, so he deserved yeah. it. <laughs> he deserved it. He had it coming. Lonnie had it coming. He he dropped. He made Tommy drop that pumpkin, and uh, he had it coming. So. <laughs> um but uh then it's we forgot to touch on it but uh, it's the original sheriff from 1978 it's charles cyphers who played uh uh sheriff bracket and he's he's back as a security guard yeah that, which it doesn't quite yeah. work um well, i like i like, it, it, I like, like a lot of back. the touches they do it doesn't really add anything no it i, I was excited fun, to see this because but yeah like, they have all those those cool things you think they're going to pay off of like oh I heard they're going to have Sheriff Bracket back cool that could be interesting because there's this whole revenge element of uh, Myers kills Annie in the first one who's his daughter and and he's he's trying to solve the crime before he knows it's his own daughter that's been killed and you know it's it's this really interesting idea but they just they don't pay it off because here he's just a, a security guard in the hospital and he just he starts seeing the same shit that Tommy does where the evil dies tonight and it's like yeah. But similar to I where, know. I mean, and it's a bit of it being a middle movie where they just sideline Lori. Yeah. Uh, she's hurt, drugged up, and it's like, but which is funny. 
I don't know if it's an intentional nod, but that's a lot of what happens to her in Halloween 2, that she's drugged up on the painkillers from her experience of going through this. Uh, um, so I, I think there are little nods like that, even to like Halloween's like four and five at times. You're like, are they doing this intentionally to like... I don't, a, think, I don't think they're, I don't think they're fully intentional nods, though. I think part of it is is they sort of knew that they were going to do three movies. They needed to kill time and they had to incapacitate Lori so that spoiler alert, uh, that, you know, at the ending, Karen, Karen gets killed because I think, yeah, which, uh, if, if Karen, that. if Karen wasn't there to, to die, then I think you would have had to have had Lori there for some sort of ultimate showdown, if you will, with, with Michael. And so it, which it, is my hope for the next one that killing Karen is we've seen Allison wanting to align with Lori. Yeah. And Karen being the buffer between that. And our third one's going to be Allison has aligned fully with Lori without her mom there. And Allison's journey back from that into being a functioning human being. Um, because I, the only arc so. I can see that's Working. potentially satisfying. Agreed. Um, in that, but so, and, well, another thing I was going to say was just this: this the movie does spend a lot of time trying to show you all these misdirects, uh, and the misdirect, the biggest misdirect here is, is is, and Karen keeps saying it, and and I think that's part of why they kill her off is almost like she's killed for her own, and I, I guess ignorance is the only way way I could describe it is her ignorance for thinking that Michael's trying to pursue Laurie, but the reality is they, they keep telling you Michael's actually trying to get himself back home. He's just going home, which yeah. so it's interesting. Not unlike E.T. So that's an interesting way to think about this movie. <laughs> A lot of these people who die, and I'd be curious. So in Halloween 2018, Michael kills a number of people who don't fit this, I would say, that he just goes and kills people. <laughs> in this one, they kind of posit a theory, and it kind of holds up for the movie. He kind of only kills people who are in his way of going home. Yeah. And... Sorry, I'm, I'm kind of thinking a new thing through here. So it's an interesting <laughs> oh. concept. There's a whole thing of these people going out and try to get Michael. And I don't, I, I think the movie falls down a bit on establishing this. Um, but so we're going back to that bar scene where they see Michael escaped and he's out there and they're forming the posses to go get him. So they send out um, Nurse Marion from 78. Lindsay, who's there, and then the doctor nurse couple all go out together. And they find they see a bunch of kids on a playground by themselves. And they're like, What the hell are you doing here? There's a killer out, and the kids are like, initially, like, oh, go fuck yourself. Um, and then, but then the kids like kind of start getting it, and they're like, Oh, this guy, and then they see it's they say, Holy shit, it's Michael Myers has been stalking them. Um and like to a weird degree, it's almost like Michael Myers like wants to walk past his playground is and is like intimidated that these kids are there. You think <laughs> He's like, uh, I don't know what I'm gonna make... do. It's like kids are gonna make fun of me. Too much anxiety. Um, but yeah. 
But so then Michael like, goes and like kills all of them except Lindsay, who like manages to hide. Uh, and, and so <laughs> it's an interesting scene. There's some, and I think it's a microcosm of this movie that it's very violent. There's some things that are nods to the original stuff that I like. And then there are some things that take me out of the movie. So they have nurse Mary in there. Who's the nurse who's riding with Loomis at the start of 78. And I love, they have this touch where, so in 78, they, she sees Michael Myers behind the car through like the rearview mirror. And it's Michael nice, skippers on top like a fucking <laughs> spider monkey. <laughs> Um, and so this one there in like an SUV and Michael's in the back and he does it again. He climbs up on top of the car, not quite as nimble, which I'll be it. He's like, you know, he's a little older. So. Yeah. He's a little older. You know, age, age takes us all, even Michael Myers. And it's, and it's a Honda pilot. That thing's taller. It's got, it's way taller than that. <laughs> it's not just a 70s station. Uh, you got to pull yourself up on the top of the thing. That's rough. It's I mean, rough. Uh, we have, a, we have a forerunner, and if I if I have to wash the top of our forerunner, it is a fucking struggle. I'll tell you that. And like, boy, you're like six three, ish. Yeah, yeah, you're fucking tall. Uh, thank you. If you can't get to it, what's the hope for a guy like me? I'll uh, I'll <laughs> I'll uh, I'll build you a rig <laughs> so you can just suspend you from a ceiling of a garage and and have you go up <laughs> down the top of the car. Right. Or you could get Michael Myers to do it. He's already got the jumpsuit. He's already yeah, ready to be yeah. <laughs> get dirty and, and, and get some like knee pads with like sponges on them on it yeah. and let him let him go up and down. Yeah. So no. So Michael comes in and attacks them. Um and so there's some like really interesting stuff in there where like they have a gun, they're firing through the roof of the car, trying to get him, and they can't, and Michael's like coming at like different windows. And then there's stuff that's like comical and i don't know if it's intentionally comical where like michael like hits a door and like spins an arm or something like shoots themselves i laughed i i think it's that's my question yeah i I think it is but i could see why i think you you, you so are we missing the message of this movie that going after michael myers is a fool fool's errand you don't like Uh, that's kind of what i think you're right that and that's what you're supposed to take from this is like you don't go after the boogeyman. Like that's just something you try to survive. No, I think yeah. Wow. Okay. It took you a while to get there, but now, now I'm on board. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um I think I think you're right. I think it, I think that is the whole subtext of this is there's no there's you don't answer violence with violence. With violence. No, I and guess. and and that's probably the message they're trying to take away. Again, uh the the timing of when this came out it does feel like it's a, it's a commentary on a lot of the the writing and and mob issues that were going on uh you know for for very important and obvious reasons in the US in 2020 2021 um but i do think that 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 is you're right that that's the takeaway that that going back to Lonnie like just you have an opportunity to cut bait and just run and then that's yeah. that's maybe your best option. And actually, if you go back to the first one, uh, Lori wasn't trying to uh, kill Michael. She wasn't trying to attack him. Yeah, she, she was just really trying, trying to survive. To survive. And and, yeah. uh, and this, it's weird because uh, Karen kind of pays the ultimate price because 
she starts going down the path of ha- of trying to attack Michael Myers, and, and then she ends up, you know, interesting. Interesting. She follows Laurie's path instead she does, of her path. She, it's a, she had abandoned that in her life. Yeah, and now and then she pays. And for then it. once, like maybe her daughter and family were threatened, uh, she went back. She fell back on violence. Interesting. Yeah. That, uh, Danny McBride, and she paid the price on that one. Of yeah. so. Which, which now I feel like I like, I, this I like that. No, oh no, no, I like it a lot more now with that interpretation. <laughs> but my my issue of it is, and I I brought this up in the first one, is still Michael eats too. Michael many Myers kills like six, seven people in 1978. It's 40 years later. Is it even that many? Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, I'm saying the, the mechanic he kills to get the jumpsuit oh, yeah, yeah. and like yeah. they, there I am. Um, maybe there's someone at the uh, hardware store. Is the do you, do you count the dog as a victim or are you are you inhumane? Inhumane. Um, okay, fuck that dog. Right, but my, my dog's been kind of annoying me this week. So <laughs> in, in, this week, inhumane. I hope you just but tell no. your dog if it's ever being shitty, like if the dog pees on the floor. It's just like I hope you just like lean in and like quietly in its ear and just be like. I will feed you to Michael Myers if you don't stop pissing on the carpet. I'll do it tomorrow. Um, <laughs> next time I'm gonna, uh, next time I'm up there, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that to your dog. I just want to reward you. Do it. <laughs> All right. So, but no, it's um, it's the forty year gap of this time where Michael Myers has been locked away for forty years, and these people still like i just have a hard time making the leap to so in the first one like how damaged everyone still like hey yeah i guess focus on this one all these characters are still just ready to like jump into being like the regular town folk are incited into being a mob (laughs) a violent mob on the fear of Michael Myers, like I feel most of them wouldn't even know who he was anymore. It's 40 years. Well, and they even like, use that that setup in the first one. Throwing like, away all the history of it. Like, yeah. Well, it, I, I was going to say Veronica, Veronica's boyfriend, but I was like, no, that's not her name. Because that means her, her, her boyfriend's name would be Jughead or something like that. But uh, <laughs> Vicky, I think her name is Vicky. Uh, her boyfriend even says he's like, oh, he killed three or four people. No big deal. And and that was sort of how they downplayed Michael Myers at the so you don't you there's not this sense of danger by Haddonfield in 2018 but but you're you're right like there he shouldn't be as revered as he is perhaps maybe maybe it is just in this town and that's why we're seeing a microcosm of that and I get like in a town where something like that happens and supposed to be kind of a small town where that would still linger where it's like these people's parents who survived this. So you said, but it's like when they're at the hospital and there are these like, there's like hundreds of people who are like jumping on board. It's like, I just don't buy it. I just don't buy these people would do this. No, I, I think they're trying to make the point that the mob mentality is dangerous, which I get that. But um, I yeah, I, don't know. Maybe it, maybe that, maybe that's what they're trying to build to is the ultimate point is. The mob mentality has led people down this this false sense of bravery that they can they can take on the shape and they can take on the boogeyman, and the fallacy in that is you can't, 
and he will destroy you if you if you stand in his way so either get out of his way or or do what you need to to survive but that that seems to be the extent of it my worry yeah. though is you know i we just all of a sudden had this revelation that we we, we enjoy it a little bit more but i do worry when they go to the mob scene at the end i, I like the build-up to this with karen getting the upper hand with myers she gets him in the back with a pitchfork she saves allison she steals the mask and you feel a lot of her strength that she had at the very end of the first one and uh it builds to this interesting idea and this is what i'm worried they're going to do i hope they don't do it um they can do whatever they want they make they make it have a lot more money than i do to do these things yeah. so what do i care what do i care what i think uh but they the idea that michael seems human and vulnerable when he's not wearing his mask and they and they almost tell you that in that mob scene because uh karen uses it uses it uses it as bait and drops it in the middle of the road and then michael goes to pick it up and then as he slowly stands up he looks around and all these townspeople have crowded around him with weapons and uh, basically just tell him he's they're there to mess him up. And he puts his mask back on almost like he's arming himself. Like that's his way of protection. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I agree. I'm hoping that what I don't want, I don't want to see is unless it has to do with silver shamrock, <laughs> silver shamrock masks, <laughs> which we need to discuss that, which we will discuss. Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to see some supernatural shit in this where it's like the mask gives him superhuman powers or he's the undead. I don't know. Like I, that's where I'm, so, I have a hard time with how they're going to paint. I, and make it work. I guess you're hitting on this in the Halloween franchise as a whole. Like, where have you, how have you responded to where it's pushed into the supernatural. I liked one and two a lot. One is a very grounded movie. And two, the, again, two the, being the 1981 movie where you could still argue he's human and there's no, there's no supernatural elements to it. Um, it I, I don't really like anything past about part four because they lean too much into this family, familial connection between the Strodes or Lloyd Strode. Sandman. And Sandman. <laughs> I couldn't remember the song. I was going to sing it, and I completely forgot the lyrics. So never mind. Um, I, 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 I didn't. I didn't like after about part four, where he he all of a sudden is able to just pop up. He can take shotgun blasts in the stomach and survive it, and he has these weird telekinetic connections with his family. It's just like all right, done. Like after about part four, it's just too much. So I think I don't really want that to be a payoff somehow. Like I, I'd almost rather them just leave it open ended, than than trying to uh, lead the audience to the answer. I, give me something uh, yes. to think about rather than than trying to explain something supernatural to me. It, that, that's that's a much more interesting way to lead it. I think I found weird about this movie. I feel like Halloween is at its best, not explaining yep. Michael Myers. And this movie seems to be pushing into trying to explain Michael Myers. I don't want that. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly what I don't want. Yeah. I, I want I want the mystery and I want the suspense. And I think um, I, I, I was telling you before we started this, I don't think this is a franchisable uh, intellectual property. And, I, and the reason I say that is 
so much of of the if you have to tie back to the first one which obviously if you're making you know a series or you're making sequels you have to on some level so much right now is tied into the Laurie Strode, Michael Myers, or even Doc, to some extent Dr. Lewis conflict. And unless you take an entire movie to break away from those those points and really try and set it and reset the world that, that Michael Myers exists in, you're going to always be hamstrung by needing to tie it back to the 1978 movie and all the, all the, the pieces that come from that. And I think that was a lot of the flaws of anything after about 1988 all any of the sequels they were all a lot of more tied back to trying to uphold this lore that that as we talked about last episode john carpenter john carpenter admittedly wrote a lot of when he was blackout drunk because he just needed something to come up with so it's it sequel, seems yeah. yeah it seems crazy that like seven movies have been predicated on a guy admittedly being piss ass drunk for for writing something it's like and they would just never abandon it just yeah it's like down and double down to explain it somehow double down keep going <laughs> no one came up with the idea of like what if we ignore all that <laughs> and just well and they kind of, they, you know we, you and I were talking about it they kind of do with uh with with Halloween H two O that they seem to divert. that's where they kind of jump back yeah. Yeah, and they they divert from I I don't recall the exact timeline that they they posit in that, but they do. Seem I, to yeah, drop. I don't think they explicitly say anything, but you could make a case that they're ignoring three, part, four, and five and six. Or yeah, no, the three. Yes, yeah, yeah, parts three through six. Yeah, you're yeah. you're right. That that all sort of. Gets I guess pushed. maybe four, five, six. I mean, three doesn't really impact. Uh, impacts in, me my in that situation. So, so Andrew, in this movie, there are silver shamrock mess. What should we make of that? Uh, <laughs> so I, I love it. I love it. It was it was one of my favorite little nods they they put in the movie. Uh, I, I think, oh, I refuse to accept that as a little nod. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty this, pretty on this the nose. Goddamn matters. <laughs> silver shamrock is real. So in this that, universe, does that mean that Connell Cochran, Cochran is, is, real? is real? Does that mean uh, that, that Dan, uh, Doctor Doctor uh, uh, Dan Chalice is yes, <laughs> Dan Chalice is real? <laughs> is he a real deadbeat dad in California? <laughs> and in like 1983 or whatever it was, he 82. saved millions and millions of children by calling TV networks and getting them to stop these commercials. Uh, I. And some degenerate son of a bitch in 2021 has remade these silver shamrock masks. Yeah, but the, the difference is... Is it Colonel Cochran back to do this? I, I don't hope know. So. Somebody give me a status update on Stonehenge because that's where this all revolves around. <laughs> so before, the, before we recorded, Andrew and I were talking, and the idea struck me of... And this would borderline be my favorite thing ever anyone did with a marketing campaign for a movie and like a movie of if everything we're seeing in trailers for halloween ends was all just filmed when they did halloween kills and halloween ends it's gonna just be halloween three it's gonna have no connection to michael myers it's just gonna be completely disconnected and they the whole marketing campaign is to try to fool people into going to see it and 
to give that acknowledgement to Halloween three with a million millions and millions of dollars on the line would make me so so happy. <laughs> I'm here for it. I, I want to see it. I, I would be pumped. Um, hell, if they're taking donations for the movie right now, I would I would put money in for it. <laughs> Bring back but, Tom right, Atkins. So, Tom Atkins is like 87. Oh my god, back they brought Tom Atkins back. <laughs> then all bets are off. I will. I'm in. He, he's I already will. kind of in bad shape in 1982. I mean, 40 years <laughs> on, I can't imagine what this is going to look like. Hey, when you're, when you're drinking six packs of beer at a payphone, <laughs> call I, uh, your divorced wife. Yeah, I, I I would love for them to to do that personally, but I don't. I, I think Danny McBride uh, and uh, the Blumhouse guys have so a lot would more. Would you enjoy them? Uh, so th- let's say they're going a silver shamrock wrapped in this. To explain the supernatural, if they're uh, gonna have to explain mm. supernatural, Michael Myers, how would you feel if they went Colonel Colonel Cochran Shamrock route to explain the supernatural Myers? I'm in for it. You know what? Fuck it. I'm in for it because I I think that would be a lot of fun. And again, as I talked about earlier, I think horror franchises sometimes at their best or when they take these crazy wild swings out into left field, the only question sometimes it seems to be, can they stick the landing with them? Uh, and so if they can stick the landing with that and they can do it, I'm here for it. I would love I, to see a, I agree. A Colonel Cochran. <laughs> I feel like that gives them a place to stick the landing to go that far left field. Well, here's what I thought to your point. If they do it and then they use that as the jump point to actually do what John Carpenter intended, which was launch relaunch or rebrand the Halloween franchise as a true anthology series. I do think that's a great concept. And you, you do now have legs beyond Michael Myers and you've sort of world built enough. Maybe you could do it. I I would like that. And that was one thing I, uh, from reading and you know, I've talked about it. If they had, if if they had maybe moved Halloween three, the 1982 movie into the Halloween two slot, in 1981 and just sort of acknowledged there's not a follow-on to halloween one it's not gonna be michael myers anymore yeah but it's gonna be just this this anthology series they're gonna build up every year and release on halloween i think that that could be so much fun and i my my biggest takeaway from halloween kills is the way they and, and you said it on the 1978 movie is it was so well done and so well set up that you just can't it doesn't don't don't follow it up just don't don't because it's yeah. yeah, you'll make some money, but like John Carpenter's issue with it was as an artist, I think uh, it completely erodes the the, the 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 merits of the first one. And I think Halloween Kills really just reminded me that, yeah, Carpenter's right. Let's just not like 2018 movie was really good follow up. Like, don't do sequels because <laughs> it just kind of gets worse. <laughs> like, stop it. Just just leave it alone. <laughs> just leave it alone at some point. <laughs> All right, we're pretty. We're going pretty far into this, so I, I guess we should wrap up on the movie. Turn it off. So, Stop I, it. I <laughs> another Halloween tonight. It's another Halloween three reference. Yeah. Uh, so no, I, I get. I guess in summation, I I would have hit more on the Big John, Little John stuff in in the pie. I just love those characters. They're super it's fun. fun. It's just fun. Yeah, they're great. They like. Care kid, kids, but like, and I have a whole thing about like a really sad backstory of like they were a gay couple, and the only house they could buy in Haddonfield was the Myers house because they were being discriminated against. But 
it's possible. We've got we've gone far enough in the podcast of um I I I so I I get Homer Simpson yelling. Yeah. Um no, I, uh, I, oh, please go ahead. I'll try again. <laughs> I've I've had a couple drinks. <laughs> Which might have been a mistake for this unfocused movie <laughs> to make a, me even more a, unfocused. Oh, <laughs> oh God, Mike's throwing up. Uh, but so I've enjoyed watching this movie. It doesn't work, but it fits in with a lot of Halloween movies that are that way of. And what often doesn't work is Michael Myers. You just can't explain him, and so this kind of fits in the theme of michael myers so i'm very curious 15 10 years from now if you're just watching this on a run of halloween movies 15 10 years from now you're going i'm sorry uh, you're good now if you're just watching this in like a run of watching halloween movies so you watch like halloween 5 and you watch this movie like i, I think we're like being a little hard on it because it's the most recent one i think we're, we're, I, I could we're, not see, seeing, we're not seeing a full vision put together, I think, is your, is your Well, point. there's that, but I could see like 15 years from now, like our kids watching it and being like, oh, that's one of my favorites. It's like the most violent. Uh, it's got this crazy stuff and this and all oh, the mob stuff's hilarious. And like, so I, I could see this aging well in the sense that it's not carrying baggage of being the most recent Halloween movie and trying to like carry on this trilogy of like you could be right it's just one of like 15 16 halloween movies um i don't know i I do think there's a chance we're putting too many expectations on it we we was never going to live up to we are and and maybe that's because 2018 was so good but well it's i i i'll take a compound answer here and to some extent blame blame the director and producers for 2018 that they tried to tee it up is is we've made this sequel that is true to the original story and it's thoughtful and it's a good it's a on its own merits good movie that yeah a lot of horror movies especially sequels cannot can really not live up to right they're they're, they're typically very derivative and and they get progressively worse as they go and this one, um, 2018, leads you down the path of, oh, this is going to be different. Like I said earlier, this is going to be different, but it, it really doesn't end up that way. I do think you're right that that, that some, some distance with some of these movies helps them in terms of, of their appeal and, and maybe taking some of the pressure off of like, what's, what's the next one going to be and is it going to live up yeah. to what it needs to. And I think um, it's similar to Bond movies in that way. It is. And I, I'll go back to on, on that point with some of the Bond movies. Uh, the Craig era took a very different turn with those where they're progressively building his arc as you go across the series that, that he did. And it's like a 13 or 14 year you know build of, of from 20, 2006 to 2021 of what his character goes through. Um, whereas the old ones were probably more fun because they're, they're mostly... Uh, 
standalone movies that you, you got dropped into a universe and you knew sort of the rules of the universe to an extent and you knew the characters but you weren't um it was unencumbered of having to carry these massive plot devices and, and issues forward and i think um that that's for the halloween series that's going to be the only way they can they can make something out of this is either you have to find a way to get away from dragging all this as you you said earlier all this baggage forward or you're going to always be stuck in this two to three movie run that's going to make some sense but it's going to always be tied <laughs> back to 1978 and you're, you're just going to be stuck in yeah. this rut I, I just where i think friday the 13th is an example made a makes a difference is um well the movie's about jason you know ultimately and jason being at crystal lake well it's pretty easy to substitute people in and out in, in progressive movies at crystal lake and that's kind of what they do right that's kind of the, the whole yeah the whole that, yeah that's so it's okay to inject new people into that i feel the first movie. halloween so good everyone wants to do more than that when they make a halloween movie but i think you can't i think carpenter did it in a way and that you just yeah. can't you can't follow it yep. up and i think yep. ha- halloween kills you know, you're exactly me, right is you just can't you can't do it so um, and it's like that's why this goes like so violent because that's how you it's all they've got to go to it's, yeah the, the suspense is gone because My- michael myers is out and you know how dangerous he is so let's show you how dangerous he really is yeah um, all right are you ready to hit some categories let's hit some categories oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right andrew oh cast carl weathers in this movie, I have to go check Which, my notes because I totally forgot. Is admittedly, <laughs> is admittedly not doesn't work as well uh, when we're doing more modern movies because <laughs> it gets a weird dissonance of well, well is like it modern Carl Weathers or is it like <laughs> yeah. do I get to pick do I get to pick a Carl Weathers of my choice of any age or yeah. If- when, when it's like eighties movies, it works perfect because <laughs> which oh I did want to talk about. I, I, don't, I don't think <laughs> the reason we're doing this call weathers thing is so when Andrew and I started doing this podcast, <laughs> or started talking about it, we recorded it. we recorded some like trial episodes, and the very first one we did was Predator, and we spent a long time on that podcast talking about how much we enjoyed Carl Weathers and how much we wished he had an like an action franchise of his own. And that he was kind of underserved in the movies he got. That he deserved. He deserved more. Hollywood needed to give him more. Agreed. And so this is this is out of an appreciation and love of Carl Weathers. Um, and I was thinking about it, listening to some. Of it, like, oh, like totally out of context. If you don't know where this is coming from, it a little bit sounds like we're poking fun at him. No. And that's not it at all. We feel Carl Weathers was underused by Hollywood, and we want to write that wrong. My, and my theory is if you go back and watch Rocky one through three and a half, because he dies halfway through part four, <laughs> he's kind of the strong point, especially Rocky three. It's it's like if you want to if you want to take all the essence of what makes Rocky three good, it's like really all Carl Weathers. Otherwise, you just have mopey, sad Stallone <laughs> slash Rocky, racist Frankie, <laughs> or, or, or not Frank. Um, Oh, um, what's his what's his oh my god I forget um oh dude i can't believe it i'm so embarrassed uh we, we can't remember what his name name is 
Rocky. He, I am Googling Rocky brother-in-law. <laughs> Burt Young. What is Burt Young's name in the movie? Oh, God. <laughs> Polly. It's Polly. Polly. Oh, not Frankie. The race is Polly. Holy shit. Polly's still alive, too. Um, uh, so, yeah. So, otherwise, you have racist Polly, dead men. Tough beat for anyone else in any of those movies who has died. Yeah, sorry. My money would have been on Polly. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Burgess Meredith. I, I forgot about you. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. Um, but no, I, to your point, um, our Carl Weathers is really a high point in, in the Rocky franchise for me, and I, I think he's bringing way more of the energy and way more of like the like pump you up montage stuff that's going on in, in Rocky uh, two, three, four, especially, and then in. in yeah, because Stallone's very down. Like Rocky's very down yeah. in this movie, so it's Apollo bringing all the, the energy, energy the yeah. entire time. Yeah. yeah, and I think uh, uh, he, in Predator, he's he. I mean, frankly, Carl Carl Weathers' character Dylan is the motivation for the entire plot because he he tricks, for lack of a better word, uh, Dutch's team into into the whole mission that that sets him on the path to to encounter the Predator. So. All right, well, I'm going to stop talking about Carl Weathers now. And just, just your cast question. him in this movie. I'm going to cast him. Um, I like your answer better, but I would uh, I would cast Michael Myers, or sorry, wow, uh, Carl Weathers in this as Michael Myers. Ooh. Is he wearing the mask or just Carl Weathers? Uh, you see slight reveals of Carl Weathers' face <laughs> like you do um, oh my God. <laughs> throughout this. So like we get the how we get like the reviews. Yeah, uh, yeah, see, you get like, 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 like partial faces. Yeah. Of, <laughs> like, wait, yeah. is that Carl Weathers? Is that Carl like, Weathers? Holy shit! <laughs> okay, I, I I really enjoyed that because <laughs> your answer is better, but my, I I like mine too. Oh, my answer is problematic, and that's why I want to do it. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> In a uh, a problematic naming convention that is not properly explored in the movie, uh, Big John and Little John are in a polyamorous relationship with Black John, who is played by Carl Weathers. <laughs> I uh, the fair enough. I I, I think I, I think that would be fun just to have him. I actually, if you just had him as one of the Johns, I, think I, I do hard. feel his energy would fit with those two actors and what they do, like. I could see all three of those guys having fun together. <laughs> They'd be too. having a great time on Halloween. I, I could too. I'm trying to, I can't remember what the guy's name is. I, I, I'm not going to look it up. I'm not going to Google it, but it, it is, is the guy who plays little John in this. He was the security guard in Austin Powers one. And he was also <laughs> killed. He's also killed by Mike Myers in this in 2021. <laughs> and he was killed by Mike Myers in 1996. So um, I just can't remember for life me what his name is. That is fucking fantastic. He, he was on. Um, he he played. That hey, you character. don't get that in every podcast. You don't. No, that guy was also on. Uh, um, uh, Mad TV. That was the other thing he. Was oh doing. yes, he was. Okay, that's okay. Now it all clicks in my head. He played uh, Stuart. Okay. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which oh I my wish god! They, I, I did not put it together. That was a miss. They should have. They should have let him play that character in this. <laughs> Where Michael Myers tries to kill him, and he just like does a weird no. <laughs> All right, Andrew. And I'm done. <laughs> We're done with this. So the budget for this was twenty million. It feels cheap. It still feels cheap two, for what they did with get, this. I, and they made it so obviously massively profitable. Um, 
on that, which I guess it's Blumhouse. I mean, that's what they're smart about is not. Yeah, they, they don't they don't overspend. For not something. doing stupid shit with like spending fifty million when you don't have to. Like, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um. So, but you get two million. What What are you doing to this movie? I think I actually don't remember my answer was last week. Uh. So whatever um i was thinking about it i would like to see more uh exposition back to 1978 they have some cool touches where they they reset the timeline by doing the kick the throwbacks to to 1978 with what happens rather than halloween 2 the 1981 movie um what happens to michael myers right after the the events happen at the uh, the wallace house and and, and luna shoots him uh, they do a great job with that. I'd like to see more of why Michael Myers allows himself to be arrested. I'd like to see more of maybe in 1979, <sighs> yeah. they have those tapes of Loomis narrating a tape where he he just believes that Michael should be uh, killed yeah, his, because of his, his 78 arrest is a problem in the movie. It's yeah, like, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Happen? It, yeah, it's like, why did he just let himself be captured? It, it, that That seems strange. I, my, I have a theory. I have a theory that he thinks in his head that his parents are home and he's coming outside to greet his parents because, hey, guess what? That's what happened in 1963, which is the the whole what they keep messaging in this movie is that everything has to come back to Michael going home. So, you, oh, God, I hate that they ran away from like Gloria's his sister thing just to embrace this like home some other thing. dumb idea. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't 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 give him motivation. Just make him a shark. And I think yeah. you're, you're okay, but he just uh, kills. Yeah, he just kills, and he's dangerous. And and, and he kills and eats dogs. Yeah, eats dogs. It just and makes little Michael Myers. Yeah, I. <laughs> we already have our theories that uh, that most of Loomis was inspired by Quint, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so I, I, I think I think I'd like to see more of exposition back in in 1970. I think they did a great job with it. So spend more money on that. Show me Loomis a little bit more, maybe after after the events of 1978 and set up more of what his path was, especially because they introduced um, Sartain in the last movie, who was his protege. It was a good way to actually weave that in. And then you also have Marion, uh, nurse Marion in this as a character that you could weave back into 1978 as well. So I, I feel like they, they had some missed opportunities uh, or some ideas they could have let, they put maybe left on the table that I would have liked to have seen fleshed out more. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, so, so mine, I had a similar, somewhat serious answer, uh, or serious answer of the misdirect that they do with the other escaped mental patient, like flesh that out more, make it more of a misdirect of it could be Michael Myers. So we, if you're going to do that mob scene, be a surprise. That's not Michael Myers. Um, so maybe re-edit, reshoot to do that. But, um, but that's not really what I would do. Um, <laughs> what I'd really do with $2 million. <laughs> Uh, I'm digitally inserting Connell Cochran into random scenes in the movie. And then there is a post-credit scene with Tom Atkins saying, I'm coming for you, Michael. And then Laurie high fives him. And I'm spending $2 million making that the greatest scene in movie history. I will, I will take that and I will one up it. I will say that then you make the next movie where Tom Atkins must arm wrestle uh, Michael Myers for custody of the child he has with Lord Strode. <laughs> And you, you 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 give it a uh, over the top dynamic and see how it goes. Maybe Michael Myers. I, I is really his own hope tow, I, his own tow truck company. I don't know. 
I really hope in the and Halloween ends. They have so like the bar scene in this one where you have uh like Tommy, Lonnie, um, Lindsay. I hope you have uh um Tom Mackins, Dan, uh Dan Chalice. I hope you have his kids in a bar someone goes to and it's his kids getting drunk talking about how their dad abandoned them to like fight evil mystic stonehenge things. I think that is the best case for how Dan Chalice's life could go. Is <laughs> his kids actually yeah. give a shit about him and like, remember him remember fondly? Dad, as you go something. fight Stonehenge, that is the absolute best case for what happened for that kind of character. <laughs> hey, remember how he's a dick dad? Dan, for our remember lives? Dad abandoned us to bang a nineteen-year-old? <laughs> right now, <laughs> remember that time? Remember our dad who who sexually harassed a nurse that was twice his age and also sexually harassed uh, the, the county coroner and <laughs> abandoned us on Halloween to have sex with uh, the... Uh, Miller Genuine Draft. Smells like dad. I know. Like, oh, God. I, I, I will go back to the most disgusting scene in that movie of Halloween 3. It's not the violence. It's the scene where he willingly shares a, a bottle of whiskey with a homeless person who just hits him up <laughs> yeah. for a drink with like no, no hand sanitizer, which no, no, no. That's the most, that's actually the subtly, the most alcoholic thing ever. When you have sympathy for someone else to need to drink that bad yeah or you, can, like, yeah, or you man, can rationalize i get you his germs are as bad as yours or vice versa <laughs> so like oh okay. what could it hurt so that's pretty gross so all right rate this movie uh i give it oh man i'm gonna give it two and a half out of five flaming pumpkin screensavers <laughs> nice um i'm gonna stick with my um oh man now i'm trying to find something good to do a three out of five uh suicide inspiring mobs (laughs) (laughs) oh man brutal i i still find it very watchable um it is as much as i think it's not a great movie it is very watchable so I'm still, yeah. I think I'm still. I think I talked about. I, I could, I could see over time this raising an estimation as it just becomes another Halloween movie. Um, uh, but I've, yeah, always been engaged with it and watch it, even if I'm critiquing it. So there, there, there's something to that. Um, no, I, I think I think that's fair. I I did like it better again than the last time I the first time I saw it, and I, I think again uh, the tying. I'm going to sound like a Lord of the Rings nerd for a second, but I'd almost like to watch <laughs> once Halloween ends is out, watch them sequentially together as a group and see how I feel about it. I do think there's enough, co- there'll, there'll be better cohesion for how they're doing it and probably a little bit more interesting to watch that way. So we'll see. And I, I hear there's a scene in the next one where Michael Myers gets his mask and says, my precious, precious, precious. Uh, all right. So that takes us to, what are your hopes for the next one or what are your expectations going into Halloween? So for, because for us, when, when we're recording this, this is October 6th. So next, about a week from tomorrow, we'll be yeah, when it gets we'll, released. So we, we'll we are, we are planning it. this ahead of ahead of uh, the actual release. 
so I've not been hopeful for it until I started I started thinking about it a little more of and read a little bit of what what they were trying to do or hoping to do. And I, I guess at this point my hope is is a character arc of Allison of she is abandoning her mom, throwing her lot in with Lori as a crazy prepper for the boogeyman and it's going to be her arc of realizing like you can't just spend your life uh preparing for violence and finding her way into like a real life because I, I don't see i just don't i mean and i i hope uh, there's something i'm missing and they surprise me and it's great and that would that would be fantastic that would be a dream come true that's what i desperately hope for but a realistic thing they could do. I hope they're going to take Allison's storyline and blow out that arc. Because that's the only arc I see as available to do anything with. Um, and that it's Lori's stays who she is and is a cautionary tale, I guess, to Allison. And maybe Lori dies, Michael's still out there, and Allison decides, like, I have to live my life and not be like my grandmother and be like my mom. And they kind of honor her mom in that way to kind of pay off that death in this in this movie. Yeah, I think that's that is the best way they could they could end it for the arc for 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 Allison. I hope not. I hope there's something we're missing, and there's a better well, way. <laughs> no, you're 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 right. You're right. I, I I hope there's something better. I I think you're you're right. What what I'm expecting going into it is. After I watched this, I, I I racked my brain on on exactly what you just said of, of how do you end this this three series run in a way that's satisfactory and and pays off enough to to make it feel like it built to something other than just uh, a rehash of pulling concepts from other movies or or you know part one and I think I struggle with that that made me lower my expectations a bit in terms of what I, what I want. Or what I'm thinking, I'm gonna get get out of this. I hope I'm wrong, uh, but I would, I would like to see that arc. I think what will happen is they're probably going to have some sort of showdown with Lori and Michael, uh, where you see Lori taken out somewhere in the early middle part of the movie, and to your point, uh, hopefully becomes more of Allison's movie and, and builds to some sort of catharsis that that uh is is paying off maybe even her and allison and karen's arc um i my worry is if they don't do that then i don't know what this is going to be um yeah it's it's going to be a, a hot mess i, I think if they don't, if they like, don't i'm, I'm happy to get a laurie michael showdown and that's the movie we get and fine okay that'll be fun and um it'll be what it is I, I don't care. It's about not going to be emotionally satisfying no. for what they've set up. No, I think I'll, I'll take that movie. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm hoping they they find a way to do something more. I they have their work cut out for them. Uh, I've heard about uh, there was a lot of rewrites. I heard I've heard about they've 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 they changed and altered the ending. I think it was for this one. Uh, so I I hope it pays off. I, I think you said it earlier. Or, or we maybe we we're talking about earlier. I, I would like to see something where perhaps Lori and Michael finally fuck. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, that was it. That's exactly <laughs> what I said. Um, I'm pretty sure that's on Pornhub somewhere, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, 
I think uh, I would like to see, I, I would like to see that, that, that payoff. I, I, what I don't want to see, I guess that's probably a better way to, to frame this. What I don't want to see them do is I don't want to see a deep dive into trying to explain the psychology of Michael Myers or trying oh my to God, explain yes. what his motivations are. I think the more you yeah. leave, do that not means, explain Michael. No, just leave, yeah. leave, leave it as, as fool's as, errand. <laughs> yeah. Leave it, leave it as, as, is an unknown where if you can do it wisely and this is great. I'm, I'm telling them what they should do without actually introducing a solution. So I know what I, I know. I'm not being very helpful when I say this, but um, <laughs> leave it to audiences to interpret it enough that, that, that that's what keeps it interesting. I, I hope, I hope that we get that. I, I don't, I'm not interested in understanding Michael Myers. I don't want to see that it's some supernatural mask that gives him his powers um and 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 equally uh from what i've seen from the spoiler or from not spoilers but what i've seen from fan theories is i don't want to see that it's like uh a scream situation where there's an imposter or somebody else is going to take over the michael myers mantle like just end it just punctuate it somehow whether he lives or dies just find a find a way to succinctly end it where there's there's payoff for the strode family and then then there's there's enough mystery is still behind michael that that you're excited about the franchise hey guess what buddy what we went in the full length of the movie for the podcast did it fucking yeah. nailed it <laughs> Accomplish, accomplishment achieved <laughs> was it like 106 minutes uh yeah it was an hour 45 minutes so oof, oof. yeah well the alternative for me was to go watch probably, the, uh... probably too long <laughs> The, nah, I enjoy the Fairly Brothers stuff a lot more than probably should. <laughs> true, true. We did have like 15 minutes of nonsense. Uh, my alternative is to go watch the uh, Colts and Broncos game. Because oh, yeah, I'm, what's going on there? Uh, nothing good. It's 9-6, to six, top of typical, the fourth quarter. Typical Broncos game this year, apparently. Yeah, and uh, Russell Wilson is my quarterback because I'm an idiot. Oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> And uh, is also, anyone else available? Uh, Tannehill. <laughs> that was my other quarterback. So, no, I'm sorry. I take it back. On this team, I have Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah. Play Kirk Cousins. Eh, too late. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I get tonight, but like, yeah. yeah. I, I feel less bad. Cousins is a fine fantasy quarterback. And I also have. You'll be okay uh, long term. I think. I have, I have we'll Naheem Hines as my running back. And uh, I heard he get hurt tonight. Oh, good, because that's why he has like eight tenths of a yard. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got hurt. So. I had him to sub in for uh for Taylor. I had Taylor, so I'm like that was my handcuff, and I've I've that was yeah. And man, I uh this is this is a season for fantasy football. I'm like I just kind of want the season to be over because no, it's, it's, it's so bad. every year fantasy football is by like week four or five he's like this is the dumbest thing ever why does anyone do this that's that's about where i'm at right now i was like i don't yeah. i'm not enjoying this i've wasted a lot of money now my well, <laughs> i just want to like well and especially as scoring is down this year so even if you're in like first you still feel stupid because everyone's been a disappointment that's what's crazy uh is uh, in all my leagues i'm looking at the 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 scoring differential between like first and like mid pack is really not that big it's it's like one game yeah normally it's already game. separated so it's, yeah yeah so hey, i have kyle pitts in one of my teams so <laughs> he's that motherfucker big. has like 20 points in the season 
I, uh, well, I've got, I've got, uh, Jonathan Taylor and, and he was killing yeah, it he's last been, he, season. And then he's just, been his first week cratering. was fine. And then he's been nothing. Yeah. yeah it's just like, I, hey, uh, tune in next week, everybody, for more fantasy football talk on uh, Movie Marathon. <laughs> I could just we could just release this early, and I can give everybody what, what my team lineup is, so they know just not to do that, and they'll be fine. If they have avoid it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I've, I've the only thing that's been my saving grace, I think, is like Nick Chubb, uh, and then I, I had DeAndre Swift, and DeAndre Swift was hurt, I think, last week, and and he's yeah. limited this week, so. I Chubb's just, like the number one running back, I think. So yeah, I, he's. Pretty... I think he's the most consistent. Like every week, he seems to have a, a great yeah, game. Strong. Um, so, uh, on that note, I will say, uh, uh, I'm excited for Halloween ends. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, are we expect. done with football? We're done with football. Okay, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> didn't know we needed 20 minutes of fantasy football talk. Uh, no, I think my problem is I'm trying to rein it in because I would go for 30 minutes on it. <laughs> Same. I, I, uh, my, my rant is, uh, I only have one person to blame for my teams being shitty, and that's me. <laughs> that's really disappointing. I hate that. It's all I, my. It's literally, it's literally all my fault. <laughs> all my fault. I, I'm embarrassed that I, uh, I set this team up. Also, because uh, uh, you're a Rams goddamn fan, Allen Robinson. Fucking Cam Akers has done nothing for me this season. Yeah. I, I was like, oh, Alan I Robinson, I... Matt Stafford have been fucking shit in fantasy. <laughs> so well, my I had, apologies I had, to anyone who took them. I had Cam Akers as a keeper in like the 16th round of one of my Oh leagues. my I'm god. Like, I'm like, oh what a deal. I've got such a good deal. And then he's done nothing for me. <laughs> and he barely season. plays. Yeah. yeah. It's like he's like Cam Akers had eight touches for one and a half yards. And, and I, as a Rams fan, I really can't say it's going to get any better. <laughs> I don't think it is. And I, no. I keep looking at his projections every week, and I'm like, no, you're just lying. The to projections me, are you're such lying. garbage. You're it's lying. the most garbage thing in the world. It's like, how do I know? Like, I know that's not right. That's not right. Why are you projecting that? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's bullshit. Yeah. It pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, sometimes it pays off, but like, for the most part, when I need it to, and I'm, I'm really depending, I'm like, well, if he does that, then I should just be okay. And, it never yeah. works out and then he gets two points <laughs> yeah. or he gets hurt or something like that. So anyway, tune in next week right. for uh, Halloween. Hey, I'm really excited to do a new movie on the podcast. I am too. I, uh, uh so that'll be interesting to, uh, I hope it, we don't get the, uh, James bonding specter effect. <laughs> what we just like where we just love it because it's just new and fun and like yeah oh we might no because they loved specter initially when they did the podcast and then had to revisit and be like and hated it well not (laughs) as good as we initially thought uh i'll give it a shot i i I, that's kind of what i my takeaway now is is i want to go into this with an open mind i want to i want to enjoy it and i think i will say that this podcast helped me on to be like there are possibilities i see like there is a yeah. path. Uh, I, it's a narrow yeah. path, but there's a path for them to make this good. So we'll see. So and also to keep an open mind of like they could be going a radically different route than anything I can think of. So like just be ready to like go with it for a while and see what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, one to two hours. Who knows? Let's go with it. Yeah. <laughs> An hour and forty five minutes in. Maybe this is all gonna pay off. It's gonna pay off. There's gotta be like three minutes left for this thing to go. We're good. Talk this podcast. So, all right. (laughs) (laughs) 
it finally paid off as a fantasy football tech. That's exactly. It's like, all right, pro tip, everybody, don't do not play Russell Wilson this year. Uh, by by virtue of that, I will also give some advice. Don't play Cortland Sutton, and the Rams yeah. are going to be a huge uh, disappointment, according to a Rams fan. Except for Cooper Cup, who's been awesome. Yeah, Cooper Cup is because he literally gets the only yards. player on the offense besides Stafford, yeah. apparently. So. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. Go Jags, go Rams. We will talk to you guys <laughs> next week on on uh, Halloween ends. Evil dies tonight. Tonight. <laughs>